Hey, y'all, before we get started, are you following me on Instagram? Don't lie to me. Don't lie to me. I've already looked you up. I already know. But it's okay. All you got to do is go to Heather Parody, P-A-R-A-D-Y, over on the IG. Slide into my DMs. Let me know you found me from the show. And say hi. I'd love to hear from you. Again, that is at Heather Parody, P-A-R-A-D-Y, over on IG. If you're like me, you're all about taking action right? You get an idea and you run with it. I almost do it to a fault where I don't think things through enough, don't plan enough because I'm just ready to go. It's a part of my personality. It's a part of being a leader. It's a part of being ambitious. But how do you manage your energy correctly to make sure that when you show up at these important events, when you're in front of the person that you've been meaning to connect with, that you show up fully and walk away knowing that you made the best out of that interaction? Hey, y'all. Welcome to today's episode. If this is your first time listening, my name is Heather Parody. I am your host. Today, we're going to be talking about how to manage your energy at a conference. And I know that sounds like, what are you talking about? But these are the kind of conversations that need to be had, whether you're going to a conference or a networking event or not, because what it brings up is an important dialogue around intention and showing up as your highest self. Easy to understand that we need to be talking to more people, that we need to be reaching out more, networking, whatever, whatever, whatever. But underneath all of that, if we are not aware of how we're showing up in these interactions, how we're showing up at these conferences, if we're not leading with intention, a lot of our action is in vain. It's like going on a treadmill and not getting anywhere. A couple of weeks ago, I was at Podcast Movement and I got to connect with some dear friends of mine, Rich Cardona and Greg Clunas. Greg is my partner in crime over at Tiny Leaps Big Changes, where we host Happy Brain. He's been a close friend for mine for three, four years and has had a wild success with his podcast. And I think it's helpful to hear in this conversation that as someone who's been a top podcaster, I'm talking about people are approaching him at conferences. He's kind of a big deal. He doesn't know it. Hearing his thought process of how he prioritizes interactions is going to be so much value for you today. Rich Cardona is like, I tell him all the time, I think we were separated at birth because we have the exact same energy, (laughs) the exact same personality with a lot of stuff. He knows the good, the bad, the ugly with me. His show is called The Leadership Locker. If you're not subscribed to that, I'm telling you, I highly, highly recommend it. I listen to every single episode. He's phenomenal at what he does. He's interviewed names like Gary Vaynerchuk, Shailene Johnson, Jocko. Who's Jocko? Does Jocko have a first name or is it just Jocko? I don't listen to that show, but I know he's a big deal. But Rich connects with big deal kind of people. How does he do it? He tells us exactly his thought process and his mindset and being able to collaborate with people like this. Again, Tiny Leaps, Big Changes, linked in the show notes. Leadership Locker, linked in the show notes. Click over there, hit subscribe to both of these guys. And let's get in this, y'all. You ready? Everyone, so I gave you the the quick intro here with my friends. This is kind of like a collab. Uh, We're supporting each other's podcast, but we want to support you and talk about how to conference again because I don't know how many people have been to conferences, but here we are in Nashville and I think we have three unique perspectives. Um, and we'll just do quick intros for people in who are not in our each other's ecosystems, but we'll start with Miss Heather. Heather Parody, host of Happy Brain, and I'm going to try not to talk as Southern as possible since we're in Nashville. Okay. It's going to be hard. Hey, my name is Greg Clunas. I'm the host of the Tiny Leaps Big Changes podcast. And I'm Rich Cardona. You guys are making me self-conscious of my podcast voice. You guys have podcast <laughs> voices. Whatever. Okay, so check this out. Um, I, I, I'm going to start with this, and then and I think it, it'll be good to obviously just go roundtable here. So we're at Podcast Movement. Um, I looked at the schedule, and I was kind of overwhelmed a little bit, going to some of the classes, and I'm like, nah, I know this stuff, or oh, this isn't that energetic. I'm out of here. So what does that leave you with, which, which is what everyone says is the moneymaker at one of these things, which is the hallway talk. And 
I wasn't feeling it. I don't want to go up to people. I don't feel it. I don't believe it. that. You're so social. <laughs> don't lie to the people, Rich. Well, I could do a lot more than I have. So I was talking to Greg earlier, and I said, you know what? This morning I made up my mind, and this is a practice I've heard and I've done once or, uh, once or twice before, which is just make the goal to meet five people. You know if you meet 100 people, you're not going to remember those 100 people. But if you make five kind of key relationships or gets, so to speak, maybe you meet that person who you want on the podcast, um, that'll help. And that alleviated me to an extent. Now, meanwhile, Heather's trying to get a running club going on, and Heather's like, I own a speed network, and all this crazy... that's personality. So, yeah, well, you're kind of doing the most. Yeah, so that I, that's what I wanted to talk about, my approach. I decided that would have to be my approach because I was uncomfortable doing it. I actually literally booked my flight, or changed my flight to leave earlier tomorrow just so I could get home and get back into my routine. So for me, that was kind of where my headspace was disrupted. And so I decided to make a plan just to be like five key people. And I've achieved that. I'm happy with it and I feel better now. But what was your approach coming in? And then Greg, what was your approach coming in? Sure. So to your point about, you know, like, oh, Heather's running around meeting people. Y'all don't see me also going back to my room and making a pot of coffee, getting in my jammies at 2.30 and taking like a solid two hour break from it. (laughs) Because I think measuring your energy is really important because you know as achiever type people we're like okay here's my goal we're gonna go do it or whatever but if we're not like at an energetic state where we're really um you know there and engaged and really feeling good we can make connections all day long but are these solid connections are we really you know moving the needle at all so i think energy management is super important and it may seem some people are really doing whatever but you don't know how many breaks they're taking as far as like my approach uh to the conference my my everybody's been to a these type of things will say that your your connect your um, leads come in through it your friendships will come through it um yeah so it, it was always networking for me i mean the workshops are cool but well is that valid is that is that true a hundred percent i will say that one of the best decisions i made early on in my entrepreneurial whatever the hell i'm doing i don't even know <laughs> whatever we're doing here is about three or four years ago, I volunteered for a conference and worked at one. And I'm telling you, that was one of the best decisions because I got to see how people interact at conference from an outside perspective. Yeah. And I worked some of the speakers' booths. Like I worked Mel Robbins' booth and sat there with her while she talked to every single person. And I saw the way they talked to her and the way most people approach that kind of stuff. And it made me realize, I'm like, I do not want to be the typical fangirl, like, trying to close a deal in a conference with somebody I just met. And, like, go really big and really understand that conferences are cool, but hopefully they're the beginning of something, a connection. And they're not something that needs to close and happen on the floor. And I think that rush kind of panic expectation ruins a lot of what could be really good connections because Mm -hmm. we're panicking and we're freaking out and we think this is our shot and our chance to get in front of this person or that and it's not yeah um we need to be way more long term with things and realize that this could be an entry point to something that could last three or four years 100 percent, and not if it happened a weekend and that was very long gregory i'm sorry no 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 that that, there's so much in there that's valuable because i think at the end of the day that is the, the, the point. Anyone who's trying to make a connection at a conference and, and turn that into the thing immediately is just straight up doing it wrong. Mm-hmm. You're going to come across way too aggressive. You're going to yeah. come across 
as, as needy and, and, and no one likes that person. I think for me, coming into a conference, it's always about, for people who aren't friends, I want FaceTime because they're much more likely to answer my email if they, they have a face to, to put to it. That's good. Um, and, and for people who are my friends, like I want to deepen that, that connection and spend some time with them and, and talk through what they're dealing with, talk through what I'm dealing with. And it essentially just becomes this opportunity to get time in front of people that as solopreneurs, as, as entrepreneurs, we often don't get. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know about y'all too, but see, I just went Southern. You said y'all. I don't know. Um, <laughs> That's what happens when you're literally Heather. I, I literally sit in a basement all day and talk to an, a microphone a in an empty room. A, a literal basement. Oh, wow. My studio, my workspace is set up in our basement. Um, surrounded by my spider neighbors and, <laughs> and and just talk to a microphone. So getting to, to meet some of these people who I've been Facebook messaging for years or mm-hmm. somebody like Heather, who I've, I've, I've considered a very close friend for years, mm-hmm. meeting for the first time in person like that, that there's so much value in that. Yeah. Well, and you were a speaker two years ago at this conference. So what has your perspective been having mm-hmm. done that now? It's yeah. been a couple That's years. That's a great question. Yeah. So this I, I've been here three times. The first two times I spoke, this is the first time I, I'm not. I I don't want to say it's not so much that I like it better, but it does create a different dynamic because which do you like better? Be being an, uh, just a, a general admission, mm-hmm. I guess, mm-hmm. because when I spoke after after the day that I spoke or before the day that I spoke often, every person who approached me it had something to do with the talk and so you're put in this position of like a a little bit of like an elevated thing Mm. which is is fine it's great but it doesn't feel like you can make a real connection that way because you're starting from like different levels as opposed to general admission nobody knows who i am Mm. like i'm not big enough that somebody can glance at me and think oh wow that's great and and so I go up to somebody, it doesn't say speaker on my badge, it just says general admission. And we get to have a much deeper like conversation on the same level. Yeah. So I kind of like that more. I'm probably going to try and speak the next time, but yeah. I do kind of having experienced it now, I'm kind of like it. Uh, I want to switch to something you wish you had done now that were two days in or three days in, if, depending on when you got here. And for me, it was being a little bit more strategic about people I wanted access to. A lot of people pay, go to conferences and, and they're like, that's my chance, right? Like, that's my chance to ask a question to that person. That's my chance to catch them in, you know, after dinner or at a networking event or whatever it may be. And I just kind of came in loose. And it's probably because I haven't been to a conference in a minute. And I'm just like, I just need to focus on ingesting knowledge, especially where I want to take the podcast. But what I did not do was go through and be like, I need to make a connection with so-and-so or that or, or just even look at biographies and realize that two people here who are CEOs of podcast networking companies were veterans, which is like hands fucking down. Like, hello, like, of course, I need to make that connection. So that's one thing uh, that I would say to people out there. If you're going to start going again, look at start looking at biographies and be a little bit strategic. If if you really want to get the most out of it and see some of the people who've influenced you or imparted knowledge on you or given you value or whatever it is, I would say that's something you should definitely make happen and plan ahead for since I did not. And I felt like I paid the price a little bit. How about you? Um, 
what comes to mind is normally at a, at a conference. I, I was telling Greg, I oh, do I got a one. little Sorry, bit. Sorry, I have, I have yours. What? Bring, uh, don't bring your own food so that way you could eat, you know, whatever you want. No, I'm so glad I did that. <laughs> I've carried a big ass coffee pot with me here too. I do not, no regrets, zero no regrets, zero regrets, but usually I um, do kind of pre-connection stuff before a conference where I'm way more active in their Facebook group and community and like connecting with people before. Um, I don't want to say I regret doing that now because honestly, I, I, I really enjoyed this experience and um, energy management wise, I don't sure, I'm not sure I had and that's something I want to talk about here in a minute, yeah. but, you know, had the energy to be any more social than I was this week. I think I'm having to, I'm emerging from 2020 kind of and like trying to figure out yeah. how to be social again. Yep. Uh, but nor- normally that's a really good idea is getting more active in the Facebook groups before um, the Lewis House conference. I always would put up a post every single year that says, hey, let's connect on Instagram. And I'd have hundreds of comments and I would personally go in and DM every single person nice. there on Instagram, a voicemail. Hey, I'm Heather. So when I show up, people Smart. are like, hey, Heather, you know, I already knew it. So we start from a different place. Now, granted, not everybody has that energy, time or craziness, but it's a cool idea. And, yeah. it, and it really pops and works, uh, you know, to know a lot of people before you even step out. That's a really, yeah. really solid point. Yeah. 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 So I approach it a little bit differently. I came into this with, instead of, of, of uh, Rich, to, to, to your suggestion, like this is who I want to connect with, or, or Heather to yours of like building up this, this connection base beforehand, I came in with, here are the two things that I, I want to solve. Here are, the, here are the problems that I'm coming here for. And so whether that comes to me through a panel or an event, or whether that comes to me through talking to somebody, I know the two things that when I leave this, I want to have different thoughts about than I did when I came here. And that that served me really well. I think the thing that I re- regret going to that point of energy management is I did not give myself enough space to, to, to rest and, and, and recover mm-hmm. this week. Because um, there are plenty of times where I felt like I should go back to the room. I, I should take a second. And I just didn't let myself. Why? And Tell so me you, why you didn't do that. Was yeah. there like a pressure like I'm missing out on something if I go do this? Or do you not no. want to walk that really long walk? Because that's valid. Yeah. It, is, it is pretty long. <laughs> um, no, it wasn't even a pressure. It was more so I would I would think it and then almost just get like distracted like squirrel syndrome, right? Like, oh, I need to go talk to this person. Like, oh, my God, this I've been looking for this person all day. I should go talk. And then before I know it, the time just passes. Yeah. Um, and then now it's the, the event time or whatever. And it's like, well, I'm not going to go back to my room now. I want to do that. Uh, and then you're at the party and you're, you're connecting and it's going great. So you're like, all right, I guess I'm doing another three hours of, of sleep tonight or, or whatever mm-hmm. it ends up being. Um, but that's that's true in my personal life as well. Like I, I often just forget to give myself the space I need. Well, let's talk about that. You know, let's uh, go into just energy management because maybe you're not staying at a conference. Maybe you don't have the luxury of walking over to your hotel. Maybe you do. I don't know. Uh, but I think it would be interesting and valuable for people to for us to kind of discuss energy management at a conference because again. If I want to talk to Paul over here, yeah, that might be a great connection. But if I'm completely drained, I'm frustrated, I've been talking for hours and hours, I could, you know, I want to go into that conversation with Paul, full energy, really Heather Parody. And so it's important to take time for yourself. So for me personally, I genuinely need to step away from all people, like no one, be completely alone and listen to music. Usually it involves eating something 
just general downtime. And normally, like, even if it's 30 minutes, I'll just jump in my jammies for a minute and walk around my jammies. And then put my clothes back on and come back out. I don't know why. It's so weird, but uh, I have to do that. And I've, I've done that probably three times every single day hmm. that I've been here. Really? Y'all didn't know I'm like a Jedi, so I just run <laughs> off and do that. But what about you guys? Uh... Uh, for me, and I, I know it sounds ridiculous, but with the three of us have talked, I'm really big on my routine. So it's important for me to go to bed at a certain time and get up at a certain time and start my day off a very specific way. So that way it's a little bit more predictable for me. Uh, the only thing that's really kind of gotten off track and we've joked about this was like, just like what I've been eating or whatever. Yeah. Um, but you know, waking up early for me, it's it, everything just involves a trigger, right? It's a trigger for my mind. Like, okay it's now nine like i know like mentally i'm gonna wind down or i'll start reading or i'll watch some shitty show on on the hotel tv but energy management for me is making sure i get the adequate rest and get some sort of adequate physical exertion at some point and walking around here like yeah counts but not really the mental part is the part where and you always do this you taught me this i always do hashtag mental health on a lot of times after a run or a workout but like that replenishes my mental health right like and i think that I think the most important thing I'm thinking about in my head right now is that we've all been talking about energy management and all these things, but some people probably do like, are like, dude, you're at a fucking conference. Like, what do you mean energy management? What First do you mean? World problems like, what, like, yeah, what do you, what do you work. mean you're fatigued or what do you mean yeah. it's exhausting? What do you mean networking is hard or, or it, like takes energy from you, but it does. Yeah. So, um, I make sure I balance it out through physical health. And that way I could do, uh, you know, I could participate as much as possible. But, dude, I want to go to my room all the time. So I really respect that. But here's the honest truth. Yeah. I would have so much FOMO because, like, there's these, like, little parties at night or whatever. And I respect what you're doing. And I'm like, dude, I kind of want to go to bed. Like, it's late. But I have FOMO. So how do you get over that? Let me. So Greg said something two minutes ago that that made me think of something. And that was he said he had his two goals, right? So if you have your two goals, that means you could say, I'm going to ignore the classes in this track yep. or this or that, right? Like you, you narrow it down yeah. to where you, you are kind of like pretty strategic or disciplined about what you're going to do and what you're not going to do. Yeah. For me, you know, I don't drink. Like, I don't want to go around people who are drinking. I don't want to smell alcohol in people's breaths. And this is just my personal preference because it's something I had to do. So that's hard for me, right? So I don't want to go network with loud bumping music and get shitty sleep and look at the bags under my eyes the next day or whatever. Like, I, I like to create that distance from, from the people I'm trying to be. And this isn't a competition, but I want to be a badass fucking podcaster. And that means getting up at four and doing my fucking workout. Come on. You know what I'm saying? So, like, that's just how I look at it. It's like, of course there's FOMO, dude. Like, you know, you guys know me already. There's no way I don't have the FOMO. But you know what? I'd actually feel like shit tomorrow, even if I made awesome connections that I slept in and decided not to go, like, just move something around in, in, in the gym. Yeah. So that's Let me I'm... ask you this. Because I've known you for two, three days, however long it's been. Uh, and the two things I know about you... <laughs> One, you're very routine-driven, which I respect. I'm not. I mean, I am, but I'm not. I am about weird things. Anyway. Yeah. Uh, two, you somehow manage to pull off these amazing interviews with huge people. And, and it seems like you, you go the extra mile to make that happen. What if those two things clashed? Oh. What if going to the networking party would get you the mark cuban interview or whatever it is like which do you sacrifice i like my chances of getting mark cuban not at a network party mm. 
I, I, I want to be distinguishable, right? So, like, uh, you're right, man. Like, you know how badly I would want to get Quest Love? Because right. uh, freaking Heather knows that's one degree away from Jimmy Fallon, who's a dream interview. But fuck that. Because, like, I respect I, I, you know, I like my chances, man. Like, yeah. I like my chances, and I like my formula, and I like my persistence. So, so that's kind of where I'm at. Uh, but, yeah, man, like, we didn't get to you. So what about your energy management? Because I remember yesterday, you were like, oh, man, I stayed out till 1, and I went to McDonald's. You were tired yesterday. Yeah. <laughs> you were, like, another level. I don't do a good job of energy management in my real life, much less a conference. A conference, it only gets worse. Um, however... So this morning I woke up, went to the gym, and, and I have my gym routine. Like, I, I, I listen to music, and, and that sounds weird, but that really does help me, like, find my, like, inner space or, or whatever you want to call it. Um, and, and, and I have my coffee, I have my breakfast, blah, blah, blah. For me, it comes down to I'm checking in my, with myself a lot. And I know when I'm tired. I know when I'm exhausted. However, I also know to an extent how far I can push that Mm -hmm. because when I'm at home like I'm I'm constantly working on two three different projects at the same time so I've got my main business but for the last year two years I've been building an app and that's all happening 9 p.m. to 3 a.m. so like staying up late like pushing the the limits of what tired means for me like that that is something I've been doing for a really long time and I kind of can tell when I'm like all right I can do a little bit more versus I need to stop and I feel like because I have that connection it gives my myself permission a little bit to not that it's a good thing but the day during the day rather than going back to the room all right I'm just gonna go a little bit longer mm-hmm. we get to the the networking thing all right I'm gonna go a little bit longer whatever it is um and it, Again, I, I don't want to advocate for it because I don't necessarily think it's healthy. Yeah. But I do think that there is value in understanding what your personal limit looks like. I yeah, guess. 100%. Yeah. And here's one thing, too. I, I've been practicing tr- being honest with people because, you know, the, the walk back to your room, there's people who are stopping you all the time. And I feel bad sometimes saying, like, hey, I would love to talk right now, but I really need... And I, I've this this trip, I've been like, I need to go recharge my battery every person I've told that to goes oh goodness I need to do that too and it's I think being honest about your cap and that you do get drained and all this is really important because it gives other people not that they need permission but like hey we're all human here and we're not all on all the time and I'm not some superhuman I need to rest a little Mm -hmm. bit and you know what if you do too go do it and celebrate 100%. each other doing that. If your friend needs to go rest or whatever, ask them, have you eaten? Do you drink water? Go lay down for a little bit. You know what I mean? We need to advocate for each other as well. I agree. Uh, unfortunately, we got to wrap up here soon. So I think uh, and we'll start with Greg, Heather, and then we'll go to me. Uh, for someone listening who's like, all right, uh, it's time to go back to a conference and I'm going to go and maybe they're apprehensive. Maybe they're not sure about the investment or they just are looking for an approach. What would, what would you kind of be like? Here's, here's your one ground rule you'll follow and it'll probably do you well. I, I would say know what you want. Like I, like I said, I came in with the understanding these are the two problems that matter to me. I don't know where I'm going to get the answers, but I'm going to get the answers for those things. And I've, like you said, been able to filter everything else. So, so I would say come in knowing what you want, whether that's to meet a particular person or to attend and learn a specific thing. It doesn't really matter, but know that. Perfect. 
I'd say be solid in who you are and play a long game. Let go of anxiety that you have one shot to do anything or make something. Very few people or things are just born and made in like a day or two at some conference. It's cool, it's awesome, but play the long game mm -hmm. and realize there's no stress, there's no anxiety, everything will work out fine. Yeah. And this is just a tiny little sentence of a paragraph of our whole stinking ass book so it's gonna be cool go eat your burger chill out yeah. we're playing a long game here yeah. yeah um i would say uh run the mile you're in uh you know like if it's like a marathon run the mile you're in uh you could easily go into sessions and be like what the fuck are they talking about like this is over my head you know what i mean like there's some ad uh, an advertising one i went into i'm like what are they like what and then there's other classes i'm like dude this is kindergarten stuff I'm like, this is ridiculous. I already know all this. So run the mile that you're in and you don't need to be like critical about yourself if you don't know something. And you also probably shouldn't venture on the narcissistic side and be like, I know too much because there's someone who's too, who hasn't even started a podcast yet or someone, whatever, if, if you're, you're at a sales conference, someone who's a sales intern or who knows what that could probably use your help. So just leverage your experience and, and just run the mile you're in and I think you'll be straight. For Love sure. That. Um, real fast before we go, we have 10 seconds to answer this question. This comes from Poddex, which just left their cards here on the table. Um, I'm going to ask this question really fast. What will people look back at us 50 years from now and be shocked and appalled by, Rich? You shocked five and seconds. appalled by? Oh, my God, that I didn't get divorced again. <laughs> what? <laughs> wow, Greg. 50 years from now? Uh-huh. Wow, he became the dictator of the U.S., Oh, dang. <laughs> dang. Um, I would say that she is still wearing uh, clothes like she's 20 years old, even though she's 83. She's wearing pajamas at conferences. She's wearing pajamas <laughs> and converses with dirt on them and well. acting like she's three. Big thank you to Rich and Greg again for this awesome insight. Make sure you subscribe to The Leadership Locker and Tiny Leaps Big Changes, both linked up in the show notes. Listen, y'all, this journey that we're on is crazy. Here's a little secret. Nobody knows what they're doing. We're all figuring it out together. We love you in your corner. See you soon.